1: You are Locked
2: On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast,
1: part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Your your team every day, every day, every day. All right, it is the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you guys with us. It's been a busy, busy, busy day and a half in Redskins land since the Redskins were eliminated from the NFL playoffs yet again. Yes, indeed, for the 16th time in 21 years of ownership under Dan Snyder. They are eliminated and not going to the postseason for the eighth time in 10 years uh, under Bruce Allen. <sighs> That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Um, so there's so much to cover. Uh, I just don't even know how we're ever going to fit it in. Well, here from Bill Callahan from Monday's press conference, um, as well, we'll give you everything going on that we can think of because again, there's a lot going on. So let's start with what happened on Tuesday and work in reverse order. The roster moves uh, for the Washington Redskins. So. They officially put Darius Geis on injured reserve. That is the absolute correct thing to do, regardless of what level of sprain, which we still haven't gotten clarity on, whether it's one, two, three, one being less severe, three being more severe. Uh, The initial word, the initial word by Dr. David Chow, a former NFL sideline physician who does video analysis for uh, multiple different websites at Pro Football Doc uh, on Twitter, at Pro Football Doc. And again it's just a video analysis was that it was a mild sprain. I don't know how he tells that, but he's got so much more experience and he's almost always right. Um, So maybe it's a grade one, we don't know. Maybe it's a grade two, we don't know. But the bottom line is is the Redskins, with absolutely nothing to gain, nothing to play for, nothing at all in any way, shape, or form that they can positively gain from, they put Darius Geis on injured reserve. Now, that's the right thing to do, correct thing to do. The other big thing is you have to – You have to wonder, Darius Keis has now been on injured reserve three times. Three times in two years. He tore his ACL in his preseason opener in New England two years ago. Missed the entire year. He tore his MCL in week one in Philadelphia And missed half of that game, or about half of that game, and then had to be put on IR, missed the next eight games, returned for the Jets, played against the Jets, the Lions, the Panthers, and less than half of the game against the Green Bay Packers before, again, another MCL injury, and now he's out again. Clearly an injury history. Is he injury-prone? You can think whatever you want to think. I, at this point, have no choice but what to think. I think, yes, indeed, he's injury-prone, unfortunately. And more importantly, it's to his knees. It's not his ankle. It's not his thigh. It's not his groin. It's not different things. His knees at a very physical position. Remember, he had a knee issue coming out of LSU. I think in his last year there. Can't remember which knee it was. I think it was the... Uh, The knee that he tore the ACL in, uh, there's been so many knee injuries that I can't keep everything straight. Either way, it's not a good sign when you continuously have issues with both of your knees. There's arthritis conditions, there's soreness, there's swelling, all sorts of different things. The bottom line is, is, I don't know if the Redskins are ever going to be able to maximize and count on Darius Geis. I mean, they're just going to have to get lucky. And so far, they've been extremely, extremely unlucky with him. Uh, but how they could approach it as, oh, he'll be fine. I, I, you can hope. You can hope that he's going to be a big part of your future. But to not have an insurance policy, to not bring back Adrian Peterson at this point, I think would be kind of crazy. Um. I mean, he only costs... million against the salary cap next year, even though he's 35. Uh, Trust me, you don't have better. The Redskins promoted Josh Ferguson from the practice squad on Tuesday to replace Darius Geis. He's not better than Adrian Peterson. Might be cheaper, he's not better. Wendell Smallwood, cheaper, not better. The Redskins also activated... Cornerback Danny Johnson from the physically unable to perform list. He was with the Redskins for most of last year, and has missed uh, I think all of this year. He may have been uh, I don't think he was on the active roster earlier in the year. I think he's been on pup um, all season long. I could be not remembering something. Uh, again, a lot of roster moves, a lot of things to remember. Either way, doesn't matter. Here's the question. Because now the Redskins have lost Simeon Thomas, which is the other big news, he was suspended for four games for a violation of the NFL drug program. He played like 38 snaps on Sunday when Quentin Dunbar went down. We still don't have an update on Quentin Dunbar, whether he's going to be available for this Sunday or not against the Philadelphia Eagles. Even if he is, you would figure he's not going to be 100%, right? On Sunday in Green Bay, they played Simeon Thomas... 30 I think it was 38 snaps instead of Josh Norman who didn't play at all who didn't play at all um and Simeon Thomas actually played reasonably well he only allowed one catch three receptions uh, you know like he played reasonably well for a young kid and he's 6'3" and he's got something there he's got the size he's got the frame uh, I don't know how talented he is, obviously a sixth-round pick for a reason, but Richard Sherman was, what, a fifth-round pick, right? Guys develop. Guys change. Guys play differently sometimes in the pros as opposed to uh, collegiately and opposed to their tape when they're you know 19 and 20 years old. So the bottom line is this. You might have something here in Simeon Thomas. Him getting suspended for whatever he did, not a wise move. Uh, That automatically shows you somebody that just is not using their head. Uh, 38 snaps on Sunday, played over Josh Norman. Now the question is, with Danny Johnson coming back, having not played in forever, does Danny Johnson leap over Josh Norman if Quentin Dunbar is out? Or just basically... As part of the rotation, what if Quentin Dunbar is out um, and and you don't want to put Josh Norman in, do you start Danny Johnson and Fabian Moreau with Jimmy Moreland in this? I, I mean, I guess that's what you do, right? Or you could go veteran Aaron Colvin. Or you could go back to Josh Norman. Yet Bill Callahan on Monday, as we're going to hear, basically could not dismiss Josh Norman any quicker. So I don't know what that tells you. Uh, The bottom line is, (laughs) again, nothing ever is just flat out, like, simple with the Washington Redskins. Now, um, mention they... Brought back Danny Johnson mentioned they brought back Josh Ferguson, who was with them earlier this year from the practice squad. Simeon Thomas, uh, Darius Guys. They also signed uh, Pete Robertson and running back Derek Gore uh, to the practice squad. Uh, so, you know, they had a couple of roster spots open uh, on the practice squad. So they fill it up with that. All right. So those are the roster moves. Uh, There was coaching rumors all over the place. Why don't we hear from the interim head coach of the Washington Redskins next, Bill Callahan from Monday afternoon right here uh, on the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is good to have you with us. I am your host, Chris Russell. As always, you can follow the podcast uh, at Locked. Redskins at Locked Redskins you can follow me for more up-to-date information I can't keep track of everything at Russell 621 but that's not just Redskins coverage at Russell 621 as well read me si.com slash NFL slash Redskins si.com slash NFL slash Redskins and also by the way forgot to mention this make sure you guys check out our Google News Updates On the Redskins, I'll have more details for you on that. But first, we tell you that Casper. Our friends at Casper want to make sure that you guys are comfortable. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. Get $100 off towards your select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash locked NFL, not locked on NFL, locked NFL, and using locked NFL at checkout for discount. Terms and conditions apply. If you can't visit Casper right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at this web address, LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Again, Casper.com slash locked NFL right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast.
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days that you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up fellas, bluechew.com, that's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from a little more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet way Package. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code LOCKED ON. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B L U E CHU.com promo code LOCKED ON to try it free. Bluechew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, we are back right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Let's go out to Redskins Park. Redskins interim head coach Bill Callahan meeting with the media on Monday. Bill, you guys are eliminated from the playoffs yesterday. Um,
0: just what do you think it will take for the team to kind of get back to that point? What do you guys have to do? What's like the next
2: progression to reach the postseason?
3: I think the next step is playing Philadelphia and playing well. We haven't beaten them in a while, and the focus here is on the Eagles. You know, they play tonight against the Giants, and uh, it's a team we haven't beaten. And uh, our whole mindset is on the Eagles. I mean, that's what we got to get done. That's first and foremost. And build off of that. You know, each game you build, and you get better, and you climb, and you ascend, and gain confidence. And, you know, so without getting, you know, the, the magic wand out and the fairy dust, okay, I could just tell you it's, it's a focus.
0: Where have you seen that kind of growth through, you know, the last couple of weeks you've built and built. Like, yeah. What have you seen? Yeah, I
3: think I talked about that yesterday, you know. They competed hard. Um, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you got to win. The name of the game is win, you know. I was with a guy in Oakland that uh, talked about just win, baby. That's all you got to do, just win. Nothing else is acceptable.
0: Bill, understand all the things you said post-game about Dwayne and the decision to stick with him yesterday, but is there a responsibility when that guy was the 15th overall pick and the future of your franchise to essentially protect him from himself and protect the investment?
3: Look, he's a tough guy. He played the game. He played through pain, okay? The other guy on the other side, when he was here last year, played with a sprained ankle, okay? And was a lot more immobile, okay, than our guy, okay? So let's just get that straight. This is a tough guy. He's a competitor. Quarterbacks are competitors, tough, tough people. And I've got a lot of respect for Dwayne and what he went through and totally was fine throughout the game. So i got no qualm, no other major statement to say that. I'm just really proud of his toughness, his ability to get through the game. I thought he would competed his butt off.
0: I understand all that. That was okay. not – my question my question is because of all that because he is so tough because he wants that is there no you don't think that because he is seen as the future of the franchise is there any kind of consideration that goes into the decision to keep him in the game because he wants to because he is tough and all that i'm
3: going to say to you again okay he is out on the field competing he's competing and helping our team look at the drive he put together in the two minute He competed as well as any quarterback in the league. Now, if that doesn't tell you anything, I don't know what does.
2: Bill, earlier in the season when Darius had the torn meniscus in his right knee, the team shut him down. And Mm -hmm. there was some thought that he might have been able to come back earlier. But just to make sure that he was good, you guys had the extended rest for him. Is there any thought, I know he's out this week, is there any thought that he might be shut down again? Just again, extended rest, just to make sure that for next year, looking forward, he's okay.
3: We'll see. Like I said, uh, Doc West has not yet read the MRI. As soon as we get more confirmation, insight, and information, I'm certain that the team will make the best decision. You know, for Darius and our team. Yeah, this is his left knee, correct? Pardon me. This is his left knee. Yes. Yes. And I guess when you have a player who's who's gone through sort of some of the things he's gone through with last year and this year, how do you kind of uh, you know? talk to him or or keep him
0: you know motivated whether you guys shut him down or not this guy's upbeat
3: he's positive he's got more energy than the entire building so you know it ain't gonna hamper him or stifle him or hold him back by any means I, i love the guy i love his energy what he brings to the table every day how he comes into the meeting room how he goes to the practice field he's uh he's just a bundle of energy and he's He gives us a catalyst, you know, that most teams don't have. And, uh, yeah, I'm proud to have him on our team. I'm proud to coach him. He's a lot of fun to coach. He's insightful. He's smart. uh, He's intuitive. I, I like all those qualities and traits about him. And you know what? If the rehab is lengthy, it's lengthy. If it's short, it's short. But I know this. He'll put everything into the rehabilitation that he needs to, if not more.
0: Now, yeah, just piggybacking off that, like, have you interacted – is he kind of like that even now after the injury? Have you interacted with him? Oh, yeah. I saw him
3: this morning. We visited for a long time. And, uh, yeah, I just love the guy. Everything about him. You know, he just – you know, he he doesn't get down. You know, he gets challenged. You know, most guys would be in the tank. You know, he comes through, you know, as a, in a positive way, with a positive outlook, look into the next challenge or what he needs to do to get back healthy again. It's a little frustrating for him, but uh, – if there's anybody that, that can take on a challenge, it's certainly Darius.
0: And then, uh, Coach, so you talked about Dwayne's uh, success in the two-minute drill. And then against the Panthers, he also had a two-minute drill at the end of the half where he looked really comfortable. Mm-hmm. Have there been conversations about maybe trying to go up-tempo more often to kind of fit what Dwayne calls mm-hmm. one of his strong suits in the up-tempo mm-hmm. offense?
3: Yeah, that's certainly a possibility. I know that we have it in our repertoire. We certainly have, we have that ability to do that. We have that tempo skill.
0: Uh, back to Darius, Those, this injury and the one that he suffered against New England are on plays, big carries, where he's trying to fight for extra yardage, gets caught in kind of a weird position tackling. And this might be a weird question, but is, is there a way to essentially teach a running back how to get hit and, and that way to increase the longevity, or is these just two unlucky plays where he's got I think this caught?
3: was a weird injury, the way that he planted. It was a different type of field yesterday. We had prepped the team on Wednesday knowing that it would be a slick field. So as you go through the film, uh, you could see numerous slips by both teams. You know, I don't know if it was the fact that the field was frozen, it had thawed out, it got slicker, it was moist. But both teams' footing was, uh, was pretty tough. You know, you could see instances of, of a lot of slides and a lot of the base was lost on a lot of players throughout the game. Uh, and I think it was one of those instances where his foot got planted And it didn't slip. It got caught and got stuck. So those are freakish things. I don't think it's necessarily uh, running style per se, anything of that nature.
0: I forgot to ask you about an update on Ryan Kerrigan as well.
3: Yeah, he'll be out this week.
0: Okay, do you know beyond that for him? Is, is he going to be week to week? It's week to
3: week, week to week right now, John, as long as I know he won't play this week.
0: And then also, you know, you've touched on some of the young guys before too. When you look at this, when you look at the roster and all these young guys playing, mm-hmm. what's your opinion on the building blocks that this team has for the future because of those young guys?
3: I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, just start with the quarterback and then look at the receivers. You look at, you know, uh, Terry McLaurin, and then you look at Calvin Harmon, and look what Steven Sims did yesterday. Uh, you got a young tight end, and Hal uh, Finches, and you got uh, Sprinkle, and you've got uh, got some young players out there at the skill position. Even uh, Cam Sims played yesterday. So, yeah, there's a lot of good building blocks, and then you go across the ball, and you can see the same thing in that instance as well.
0: Uh, even with some injuries yesterday, you guys chose to go with the young guys defensively instead of Josh Norman. What went into that decision-making process? Yeah, I think
3: it's been a consistent decision throughout the last two weeks, and we carried it on uh, throughout this game.
0: Do you anticipate Josh playing at all for the rest of the year?
3: Yeah, I do, and, and any some type of sub-role, sub-package, backup role, I, I, do, I do, and uh, I would venture to say that possibly will happen. Uh,
0: is Dunbar out this week?
3: Haven't got a word on Dunbar yet. Right. I'm waiting to find out some more information on him.
0: And then with uh, Danny Johnson, uh, do mm-hmm. you guys
3: activated him off pop a couple of weeks ago. What's mm-hmm. his
0: clock to see? Do you guys have to make a decision on that? Yeah, We've got
3: to make a decision on him in a couple of days. Uh, yeah. Do you guys know that decision yet? or I'll let you know.
0: <laughs> I think you guys have another player who technically could, like another spot IR to return. Have you guys mm-hmm. thought about bringing anybody back in that spot? Not
1: at this point. All right, that is Redskins interim head coach Bill Callahan. Hey guys, if you're a Spotify listener, use Spotify Wrapped to show us your top Locked On podcast for the year. Take a screenshot, tag us at Locked On Live at Locked On Live, and you can tag me as well, Russellmania six two one, or at Locked Redskins, Russellmania six two one or at Locked Redskins on Twitter, and we will share and retweet. So again, if you're a Spotify listener, use Spotify Wrapped. Two huge coaching rumors next as we wrap up the Locked on Redskins podcast. All right, we are back here on the Locked On Redskins podcast, so we'll wrap up the show like this. There's a couple of big rumors and a couple of big names that have been connected to the Redskins head coaching search over the last couple of days, so we just want to touch on those. Um, there was a report late on Monday night that Eric Bieniemy. The Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator, former NFL running back, is a top target of the Redskins. Listen, this would make sense for all sorts of reasons. Number one, Chiefs, exciting offense, very productive offense. He's been an offensive coordinator under Andy Reid the last two years since Matt Nagy has left for the Chicago Bears. Very highly thought of. A lot of people think he's going to be the next big star. I've heard that before. I've also known this. I love Andy Reid's offense. He throws a little bit too much for my liking, but – he also throws a lot of running back screens, which I like more than the downfield passing attack uh, that so many uh, head coaches and offensive coordinators uh, try and use. They use what is efficient. They use a lot of jet sweeps, motion, uh, a lot of different packages and looks. Uh, to me, I think Eric Biannimi is going to be a good offensive Play caller, I do not know if Eric Bieniemy is going to be a good head coach. We will keep tabs on that. There was, again, a big report uh, from one of the, I guess, next-tier NFL um, analysts and insiders. Uh, he's broken some stories. He's been wrong on plenty of stories. Uh, I don't know if this is absolutely true or not, but it makes sense to me. And One thing to consider is, is Alex Smith absolutely has the ear of Dan Snyder and maybe even Bruce Allen? And Alex Smith was with Eric Bieniemy for several years. Now he was the running backs coach, but again, you're in the same building, you're on the same practice field. Uh, the notion that Alex Smith would have no influence or no impact potentially uh, now maybe he doesn't think highly of Eric. Bien- I, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, that is me and I think others connecting the dots. That doesn't absolutely mean that Alex Smith thinks highly of Eric Bienemy, but you would think that Andy Reid wouldn't have promoted Eric Bienemy and he wouldn't have this kind of cachet um, if people didn't think, again, highly of him. And logic would tell you that Alex Smith, who is pulling some of the strings and who definitely, again, is very, very influential because – The Redskins, quite honestly, have to maximize the money that they're stuck paying him for something, Um, and they trust him. They love Alex Smith. Uh, I think his opinion is going to matter a lot in this particular case, whether he plays or he doesn't play now. um, The other name over the weekend was David Shaw, Stanford. Um, I can't remember if we talked about this on the Sunday night episode or not, just because we were after a game and so much was going on. Uh, But the bottom line is, is just to circle back, Stanford coming off of a bad year. He's won plenty of Coach of the Year awards, plenty of Pac-12 championships. I think they've overachieved largely at a very, very, very uh, tough school uh, because it requires kids to be really, really smart. Generally, generally speaking, it's tough to max out football talent and football results and high academic standards david shaw has done it year in year out for i think nine years at stanford um the redskins are reportedly interested in him per jason lock and fora i don't know if he's reportedly interest or if he's interested in them um Again, they're coming off of a poor year, so maybe the timing is finally right. He's turned down plenty of other NFL interests before. He's an NFL assistant from years past. He does have a connection to the Bruce Allen regime in Oakland, so you have to worry about that. Um, What does that mean? I don't know exactly. I mean, he certainly is an attractive candidate regardless of who's doing the hiring, uh, but that could be worrisome there. Uh, So, again, those are the two top guys that have emerged in terms of the public rumor mill for the next Redskins head coach. All right, we're going to wrap this up. Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Back with Crossover Wednesday, just as soon as we get that recorded uh, with Louis DiBiase of Locked on Eagles. And as soon as we can get that up, we will for you on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios.